Thank you for calling Minute 24. Please listen to the full menu as the following options have changed. To select a guest to come on the podcast, press 1 now. To email the title of a movie you've never seen to the guest, press 2 now. To make wild guesses about the movie, press 3 now. To watch Minute 24 to Minute 30 of the movie, press 4 now. To make more wild guesses, press 5 now. To have the movie spoiled for you, please stay on the line. Shh, it's starting. Okay, it looks like I did everything right. So let's start. <laughs> um, welcome to Minute 24. My name is Melissa Darch. I'm your host. And with me is my guest, Brian Musel. Hello. He's very excited to be here, regardless of that tone of voice. That was... That was, <laughs> that was excited? Yeah. Okay, good. Hello! There we go. <laughs> I'll edit that later. Okay. Uh, that'll be your first one. Um, I'm excited for today because... I haven't told you this because I was saving it for right now. Um, you're going to show me Paddington 2. Yes. And my roommate loves the Paddington movies. They're really good. He loves them. And I think I was like a little turned off by the first one because I we read Paddington as a kid. Mm. So I knew the idea of it. And then I didn't see the movie when it came out. Not for any reason. It just didn't happen. And then he saw it and he was like, it's so cute you're gonna fall in love with paddington blah 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 and he like really talked it up yeah that's hard and so then when i watched it it just it's impossible to live up to those standards yeah i try not to hype up this movie that much um but it is it's really really good i've said before that if wes anderson directed it it would have been nominated for best picture yeah um it looks really good it's really it's yeah it's really sweet it is funny um and yeah i mean it's a kid's movie yeah but it's really really well done and uh like all the performances in it are like it's all like charming people. Yeah. Um, it's really good. Well, and the first one is good. Yeah. It's not like I didn't like it. I just watched it and then was like, yeah, that's a fun kids movie. Yeah. And I just moved on with my life because it didn't live up to that hype. But um, I'm excited to see. I've kind of been boycotting the second one because I because he's like the second one's even better, and I'm it, like, yeah. Well, you hyped up the first one too yeah. much. <laughs> you already ruined the first one. So now I'm uh, nervous. Yeah, I had no interest in seeing either of them. <clears throat> But then I'd heard a couple different comedians on a couple different podcasts talk about how it was like their favorite movie of the year. Yeah. And then I was just like drunk at home alone one night and I was like, fuck it, I'll check out this Paddington movie. Sure. And uh, I put it on and I got like 15 minutes into it and I was like, I don't want to watch this alone. Like, I want to watch this with somebody. And like, it's just really joyful. It's yes. weird. And I'm not like a joyful, I'm not like a, let's go watch kids' movies. I don't, like, I've never seen Frozen or any of that shit. Sure. Like, I don't, it's, it's very, not out of character, but it's weird for me to be like, excited you about a kids movie Paddington yeah Sun. uh but it's really good well i got excited when you suggested it because you sent me a couple of movies and one of them was paddington too and i was like finally i have like a reason yeah to watch it outside of just like i don't know because i think i think too for me it's weird to give up my night to watch paddington yeah, too a bear movie. i'm much more of a television person and there's a lot of TV shows I watch. So For if sure. I do have a night, it's like, I'm going to catch up on The Good Place or something yeah. like that. So I just keep putting it off because I'm like, I'm not going to spend two and a half hours watching I know. Paddington 2. It's very worth it. But now I will. Yeah. Um, I don't know. And I, I don't like hyped up movies. And I hate when people, like I just saw Uncut Gems because everyone was like, it's the best movie of the decade. And I think it was fine. I think if I'd have seen it not knowing anything about it, I probably would have enjoyed it a lot more. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, people... I don't. I don't generally like taking people's recommendations for like movies or music because everyone's taste is different. Uh, and when when somebody really really hypes something up, 
And like, it better be really fucking good. If like, someone's out, out the box. Yeah. If someone's very casual about it, that they're like, I don't know, check it out. I think you'd like it. I'm way more likely to like For it sure. than someone being like, you don't even understand. It's art. And I'm like, it's I don't gonna know. It's going to change your life, bro. Now I'm nervous. Yeah. I think, I think so many people went into Uncut Gems not knowing if it was going to be good or not. And yeah. that's why it blew them out of the water. I haven't seen it. I mean, it's fine. It's, yeah. it's, I don't know. We don't have to talk about that movie. Okay. Uh, <laughs> sure. We can do yeah. something else. Uh, but yeah, check it out on your own time and see if you like it. <laughs> Trying to be casual. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. Um, I probably will. We have a bunch of screeners at the house um, that I can watch one of. And then I won't watch any of the other ones because it's against the law. For you to watch them? Yeah, they're not sent to me. They're sent to my roommate. Oh. And they're his property. Now I can't say his name on the podcast anymore. I'll say it. Blake. <laughs> Damn it. Now Blake's <laughs> going to get kicked out of SAG. Okay, um, I'm going to run through these questions, okay. even though we kind of did a little bit. Title of the movie, Paddington 2. What do you know about this movie going into it? So I've seen Paddington 1. Mm. So I know that um, a family sort of adopts Paddington. The dad's sort of very begrudging, doesn't want to adopt the bear. I also know that this is a reality where everyone just sort of seems cool about a bear talking. Yeah. <clears throat> like, they're, like, charmed by it. They're like, oh, this is rare, but... But but it's also I don't think there's any in either the first or the second one. I think he's the only besides like his aunt and uncle or whatever. Sure. There's no other. It's not yeah. like the the town is full of walking around animals talking. Like he's, he's the only he's one. The anomaly. Yeah. Yeah. And everyone's just like, all right, cool. Yeah. Everyone's like, oh, that's cute. A bear that talks, but they don't freak out, which I absolutely, I personally, even a bear in clothing would freak out. Yeah. About. Yeah. But this is a bear talking and clothing. Um, so I know um, the mom is the woman from. Dang it! I told myself I would look up the movie, but she the fish movie that was very famous. Yes, um, uh, the Shape of Water. Yes, the Shape of Water, yes. which Sally I Hawkins. saw that movie and I liked it a lot. I liked it, yeah. And this is um, a movie where she talks infinity times more because yeah. she didn't talk in the first in the Shape of Water. Which I think makes her an incredible actress, and you can't. Talk oh, for about sure, it. yeah. No, she's great, and she's very, very charming in this. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, she's she's great. And I think I don't think she's in this movie, but I think she's sort of got the features of a person that would fit into um, the Jim Carrey version of How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Sure. Like those. Yeah. She's like <clears throat> she looks like she could be a who in a movie or a musical. I would buy that. And then I don't know who the kids are. I know there's a boy and a girl, and then the dad I'm sure is in stuff, but I don't know him. But I can like picture all of them. I like know the general thing. Yeah, the kids I don't know. Um, <clears throat> the dad is def definitely in a bunch of stuff, but yeah. I don't really know what. I think he's more of a British television actor. So he's uh, in like Game of Thrones and Harry Potter, you know, because ev every British actor is in both of those things. Uh, he's in Downtown Downton Abbey. Downtown Abbey. <laughs> Downtown Abbey, which I've never seen, obviously. <laughs> I can tell. Uh, <clears throat> that yeah, makes he's sense. In a, I, don't, I don't think the kids are really big deals. Um, no. I mean, they're they're both fine but I don't yeah think they're like established or anyway i've never seen them in things and then paddington is um i don't know his name but he's he stole my heart as q the new q in the bond movies oh i don't know who that is that's it's the guy who plays paddington but i don't know his name ben wishaw yeah he's he's very cute and charming as q who's do you know the bond franchise? yeah i haven't seen <clears throat> i haven't seen the last like four or five of them that's when he comes in yeah but q is a a character always um actually he's r because the last one was q so they made okay, a joke i yeah. guess it makes you r but he's um q is like the character that like gets bond all the gadgets um for people that don't know and he's the new young cute sciencey 
Q named R and I just I just loved him when he came I think that's I don't know that that was his first movie but that's the first movie I saw him in and I was like this guy's gonna be big and now he's Paddington yeah so he's um, huge yeah I don't know how much Paddington sounds like him I imagine he put, puts on like a voice a but, Q uh, yeah. but yeah it's like it's the perfect voice for a small bear it's the role of a lifetime yeah um, famous lines or scenes you think come from this movie Someone, um, my roommate has told me that they are in, he goes to jail for some reason. Goes to prison. That's the only thing I know. He's, he goes to prison and I just like, I sort of picture everyone dressed up as um, like Shmi, the pirate with like two tight striped shirts on and their like bellies are hanging out a little bit. There's at least one guy dressed like that. Yeah, they're all, they're all striped up. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if any of them are. Someone's got a belly hanging out someone, underneath yeah, the shirt. For sure. for sure. Maybe not a main character, but someone in there's got it. Um, but I pictured that and sort of like grungy, um, prison folk that turn out to have hearts of gold. Yeah. Cause how could you not around Paddington? Of course. That's what Paddington does to people. Um, genre of the movie. It's a family movie. Why haven't you seen it? I definitely talked about that a lot. And additional thoughts. I just, I, I feel like usually when I try to guess the plot of the movie, I try to guess like big plot points, but since it's a kid movie, I feel like those are pretty easy to guess. So, yeah. so just so you're prepared, I'm going to try and guess like smaller scenes okay. of like cute stuff Paddington does. Well Special Agent. Alright. He's bored. Okay, um so why don't you show me the movie poster? Okay. See if that gives me anything. Probably it's just gonna be him in prison. Uh well this is a little different. Yeah that's not the shape I expect a movie poster to be in. No. Uh so there's the the parents Paddington, this is also blurry, so it's not great. That's all right. There's then, a guy in stripes. Yeah, yep, if that's he wasn't perfect. wearing an apron, he would have a belly hanging out for sure. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, you probably can't tell. That's Hugh Grant. Oh, that's weird. It is Who weird. Who they had in the first one? Um, I don't remember. Cameron Diaz or that's right. uh, Charlize Theron? I get them mixed up. No, it was, uh, was it Charlize Theron? Or Naomi something? The Naomi Watts? I get all of them mixed yeah. up. Yeah. We'll, we'll fall into this same problem with Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. <laughs> it's someone uh, i've seen them yeah um but you just i'm sorry you said you you didn't like the first one or you no you i liked thought it, it was fine. i thought okay. it was good i thought yeah. it was when she came on stage whoever she is i remember being like that's a really big actress to be in a kid's yeah. movie in my mind and i feel kind of that way about hugh grant i was very surprised but hugh grant is fucking great in this movie. i'm excited like i'm not necessarily like a hugh grant fan i don't dislike him at all um but he's very funny He's very charming when he's being goofy. Yeah. And so this is like, to me, this fits him. This is like a perfect role for him to be like a sort of, well, I'm trying to be serious, but I guess I'll be goofy. Yeah. That's him in my mind. Uh, and he, he plays an actor, um, which I think is kind of like fun for him to play fuck around and yeah, be an asshole. Nicole yeah. Kidman. That's was, who it is. Which is she's crazy. in that group. It's crazy that she's in Paddington. Uh, she's definitely in that group. Because she was in Bombshell, right? With Charlize Theron. Yeah. Mm. Oh, no, no. I'm, I don't know. I'm stumping you. Um, yeah, that's a group of women that all look very similar, but I think yeah. are cast very distinctly. Like, Charlize Theron's not doing the roles Nicole Kidman's doing. No. But they look similar. Yeah. <laughs> Hollywood's fascinating. It's crazy. Okay, so we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to watch six minutes of the movie from minute 24 and zero seconds to minute 30 and zero seconds. And I'm going to see what sort of hijinks Paddington gets into. Okay. Starting now. Okay, we're back. What, do you what think? A, Okay, first of all, that court case 
was a gross miscarriage of justice. Absolutely. But I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, recap what we saw just in case people listening didn't see it. So um, we see the tail end of a chase. Paddington, I almost called him Paddington too. <laughs> Paddington's chasing um, a criminal. He's riding uh, like a dog as a as a horse, which is mm-hmm. pure comedy. Yeah, that's what we want to see. So he's riding this dog around. He's chasing after this old like sort of hobo pirate looking guy big beard the like walnut cap um and the guy's like um got like a cockney accent and he's like you'll never get me um and i'm taking this book and he's got a book in his hand and then he like throws like a smoke bomb basically at the ground like a magician would and it makes smoke and then he disappears and then paddington's like oh oh bother or whatever he says. And then he turns around and there's a police officer there. And he's like, oh, I'm so glad you're here. The guy just got away. And she's like, oh, sure. We bet you're the one that stole the book that you don't have right now. Mm-hmm. But you probably stole it. And she's like, and then he what? Went up in smoke. And then they do something very weird that I don't think police officers do. <laughs> and they bring the bear to the house. He's literally not allowed to say anything. The parents don't say anything. They just like show him and then they put him in a paddy wagon and he drives away. And it's like, why did you even bring him there? Just to parade him around. And then the um, racist um, neighbor from the old movie is Mm -hmm. there and he's like, I knew it. I think in the first movie, he literally says, there goes the neighborhood. I think he actually says that line of dialogue. He probably does, yeah. So he's very clearly... Mm Um, prejudiced against this bear and he's like shouting to the whole neighborhood and he's like I told you and I think one of the women that was in the windows is then the lawyer in the courtroom she had like glasses on and she was like oh that's very possible yeah Um, so then we um, go to court and Paddington's like just remember like you didn't do anything wrong so as long as you get a fair judge you're gonna be fine and then it shows the judge and Paddington has this flashback of a man holding like maybe white hair or like a fur ball and like staring at him in the rain. And although I wouldn't let you tell me what it's in reference to, it's clear that Paddington and this man have a past and this man probably does not like Paddington. So Paddington feels like he's ruined. So they start um, questioning people and um, all the evidence is circumstantial. Mm -hmm. Like literally the bookstore owner where the book was stolen from is like Paddington was there all the time. He was always looking at the book. He was raising money to try and get it. Yeah. He was in my store all the time. And then the next person they show is like, yeah, we found paw prints in the store and we found marmalade in the store. It's like, yeah, dude, he's there all the time. We've mm-hmm. already have that evidence present- presented. And then Hugh Grant comes on stage who we know is the bad guy. Oh, mm-hmm. I, for- I forgot that. We It's revealed to us. Um, we see Hugh Grant like taking off the beard, taking off the cap, taking off a fake nose, and we fake know it's teeth. yeah, we know it's Hugh Grant who stole the book, and the book has um, the book's a pop up book, which it has to be, that's mm. correct, and then he each page of the pop up book has a lady on it that points to clues, and it's gonna lead him to some sort of treasure, and he's all excited because he's gonna sort of reclaim this glory he used to have, um. Though now he does dog food commercials. Yeah. Which the dog food commercial has him literally, he's dressed as a dog. He takes a bite of the food, the dog food, and then it like freeze frames on him. And it's like not to be consumed by humans. Yeah. <laughs> but they're making him eat yeah. it. Classic. He's a shit actor. He's a washed up actor. Yeah. Fuck him. Yeah. No, that's not, that's the views of the that's commercial the makers, people. not me. We love Hugh Grant. Yeah. Um. So then he's like, I'm going to reclaim my glory. This is going to be my best acting yet. He's in a room with all these costumes. Um, I didn't see Sherlock Holmes, which I was surprised by. Because mm. he had Hamlet. He had Scrooge. 
I must have Scrooge McDuck. <laughs> he did not have that. He had Ebenezer Scrooge and like some other like classic British looking costumes yeah. that you would have, I guess. But if this, if this wasn't a Paddington movie and I just saw that one scene of a guy walking around in the attic talking in different accents to different dolls, I would go see that one man play. A hundred percent. For sure. And I'd also be a little freaked out. Yeah, yeah. But he's, I would want to see it. He's a crazy person. Yeah. Yeah. He's just talking to mannequins and they're all, he like moves their heads. It's freaky. Um, and then it goes to the court case and um, he's on the stage and they're basically like, did you see this man? And for some reason they're like, if you say no, Paddington's guilty. No question. <laughs> he just goes to jail. And of course he says no because it's him. Though first he's like, what a handsome guy, which I would, that's like 20 red flags right for there. For sure. Um, and then Paddington, we just saw it, it does a drastic cut to Paddington in as many stripes as they could put him in Mm -hmm. standing outside, um, the gate of a jail, which Brian pointed out is full of adults, convicted murderers. (laughs) Yeah. So let's send a little child bear in there. Yeah. Although I guess he's not really a child. Uh, I don't know. I don't don't know. know. He has a job. He's working. Yeah, but you could be like 16. That's true. And you shouldn't go to adult. No, no, no. 16. No. Um, yeah, he's sort of ageless because when he was at in the jungle with his aunt and uncle, remember he was like a baby bear, essentially. Yeah. Well, and I hope this isn't a spoiler. Mm-hmm. Well, it kind of is, I guess. But uh, okay. he, he, wants, he wants the pop-up book as a gift for his aunt's 100th birthday. So the oh. aunt bear is like 100 now. So he's got to be like... yeah. 40s? I don't know. Yeah, like, what's going on there? But he's still a little kid bear. We'll have oh, to get... Uh, that, that math is not tracking, yeah, but all right. Yeah, get the writers on the phone. Um, okay, so here are the next set of questions I'm okay. going to try to answer. Who's actually in the movie? Hugh Grant, I didn't know about. And then you... Some guy was giving testimony and you went, this guy? Uh, Who's that guy? His name's... He, that's the only part he's in the film. It's just a small... Uh, Richard Aote, I believe is his name. Oh, that's who you're saying, the cameo. Yeah. Um, he was he was on the IT crowd, which I've never seen, but I've heard it's very funny. Yeah. It's a British show. Um, I know him. He has a movie. Oh, I can't remember what it's called now. Um, but it was like a thriller. It was actually oh. really good. I should know that. Uh, okay. And then he was also on a movie, another very underwatched movie called The Watch uh, with <laughs> Ben Stiller and Vince Vaughn. It's Jonah a movie? Hill. Yeah. Okay. But it, it was it's about like a neighborhood watch group yeah and it came out like right after um trayvon martin got shot oh yeah so people were like we don't want to fucking watch hear it. about yeah, yeah, watches. Yeah. um but it's a very very funny movie uh and mm. this is his cameo and yeah so he's just he, he plays a some sort of evidence collector or something yeah but, uh, he had a good he had a good moment he definitely got a laugh in the theater i can tell yeah. um I'm going to, the main protagonist, obviously Paddington too. The main antagonist is Hugh Grant, who's a washed up actor. Um, what was happening to the protagonist before the scene? So we kind of got it in the court case that he is um, obsessed with this book. He wants to get it for his aunt, like you said, and he's been working to earn the money. Mm-hmm. So like every day he goes to look at the book with um, Professor Slughorn is his name in Harry Potter. I don't know the actor's name. <laughs> But um, that's the bookstore owner, and he goes there every day and looks at it, and it's like, this is how much money I have, I'm sure, knowing Paddington. He's like, I've saved $40 already. Mm-hmm. Um, what was happening to the antagonist before this scene? I'm sure he was in a depressive slump that his whole life is just dog food commercials, um, and he's planning something. And the book also leads to some sort of fortune. 
some sort of either riches or like the key to the thing he's looking for to put on this performance or something. So mm. he really wants the book because it leads to something. Um, but Paddington doesn't know that to my knowledge. He just likes the book. Yeah. He thinks it's cool and wants to give it to his aunt. So he doesn't even really know how deep the rabbit hole goes. Um, what will happen to the protagonist antagonist in the future? So like Paddington is went to prison for as far as I can tell, petty theft. So <laughs> like in this world, I'm sure that the sentence is 20 years, but it shouldn't be that long, but he's in jail. So I'm assuming he's going to, um, just be himself and people are going to end up liking him and he's going to make a little crowd of friends and then they're going to plan a prison break. But for some reason, here's my guess for some reason, when they plan the prison break, all of the people in prison that have done real crimes are going to be like, only you should go. We deserve to be here. <laughs> And it's going to be one of those things. So it's not like this whole catastrophe. It's like just Paddington got to get out of jail. Um, while that's happening, that's one plot. The other plot is going to be that um, Hugh Grant's going around to the Tower of London. He's going around to the London Bridge and collecting all these clues to try and find the fortune. And I think um, the daughter in the movie, the girl that's like Paddington's sister sort of, um, she seems like the smarter of the two and she and her brother are going to start like figuring out that Hugh Grant's suspicious. They're going to start like following him and trying to get, figure out what's going on. They're going to tell the parents and knowing the parents, the mom's going to be like, okay, well honey, let's talk about it. And the dad's going to be like, that's bollocks and like not want to listen to it. Yeah. Um, but I think the mom, last time the mom was like certainly on board. And from what I can tell the two parents from the last movie are like very adventurous people. Yeah. Like they were like motorcycle chicks. Um, both of them. <laughs> she was a motorcycle chick. He was a motorcycle dude and like adventurous people. But then when they got in the last movie, when they got pregnant, they like settled down and she, the mom's always kind of like, our life is a little boring. This is exciting. So I think she's going to take the same like theological approach and be like, our life's a little boring. Paddington spices it up. Now we've got this weird case that we're on. Yeah. So let's do it. Also, there's a grandma in this one. I don't remember her. No. But she's a woman that, like, I was like, she's not Molly Weasley, but she's in Harry Potter. And I saw her, and I was like, she's in Harry Potter. I'll figure it out later. Um, but I don't, I don't remember her from the first one. She may have not been in the first one. Okay. Um, so she's around, too, and I'm sure she's going to be all on board. She's going to be like, come on, reclaim your youth. Um, and she's going to be the coolest one, which is what they do in kids' movies. They, mm. like, put the grandma in leather, and she's cool. Um, a scene that probably happens in the movie, they um, bust out of jail. Paddington eats a marmalade sandwich. These are obvious ones. Oh, we saw a cook mm. on the cover. So I bet he teaches them all how to make marmalade sandwiches, which is maybe when they all bond and decide we're going to get Paddington out of jail. Okay, so here's a scene that I think happens in the movie. They're trying to get him out of jail, and they've got this sort of elaborate plan that uses... This is a thing in kids' movies where, like, they meet a bunch of, like, gruff people and it's like, well, I actually love to knit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, little hobbies like that. And so Paddington's going to devise a plan where they use a bunch of their hobbies to, like, do something. So one guy's going to, like, knit a scarf and they're going to, like, pull it across a hallway and trip the guards. And another dude's, like, really into, like, making model airplanes and they'll fly it and distract the guards. And while all this is happening, Paddington is, like in a bucket on a cord and they're like pulling the cord in a pulley system. You know what I mean? And yeah, he's yeah. like going over the fence. Um, that's how he escapes from jail is my guess. Mm. And then a scene that would be um, fucking awesome that happens. It'd be really cool if um, there's like a, um, a fight between him and Hugh Grant 
and they have swords for some reason. And Hugh Grant is dressed as Captain Hook and Paddington has to pretend to be Peter Pan. And they're having like that similar fight um, where they're like on the mast of the ship. You know what I mean? They're like back and forth, back and forth. And he's like playing this character and Paddington's just like a bear fighting for his life. Um, And then the girl comes up and she like plays the part of Wendy or whatever and distracts him and they defeat Hugh Grant. And then the girl gets discovered by Hugh Grant's agent and she becomes a movie star. That's my guess. Or she starts doing cat food commercials. I think I would like that too. (laughs) How does the movie end? Um, They get the book back. They get the treasure from the book. They like find the treasure. They get the book back. Paddington gives the treasure to... He's going to give it away. I know he is. He's going to give it to like the bookstore owner to pay for the book or something. Like even though he has the book and the treasure, he's still going to pay for the book and then give the book to his aunt and they're just going to eat marmalade sandwiches together in the sunset. He's going to give it to, he gives it to the book owner or the bookshop owner so that he can clean all the marmalade out of his bookstore because it's covered in marmalade. Oh yeah. Apparently. Apparently. He was like, the marmalade was here (laughs) and he just circled the whole thing. Yeah. Um, that makes sense. He's got sticky paws. Um, what's the last line of the movie? I think the last line of the movie is going to be Paddington being like, that was a great adventure. I can't wait for the next one. And then he falls asleep somewhere. He just falls asleep in someone's arms. Yeah. All right. Tell me what happens in this movie. <laughs> I got it I mean, it you got a lot of stuff right. Yeah? Um, yeah, so let's see. <laughs> so, all right, so now it's like spoilers. Yeah, free. do everything. All right, so yeah, so he, he wants to get the book for his aunt for her birthday mm-hmm. because uh, she always wanted to go to London and never got a chance to. And so Aww. the book is like a special way of her exploring London. And there's like this whole sequence of like him opening the book and like him and his aunt running around in the pop-up book oh, thing. Like cute. it's really yeah. fucking cool. Um, again, if Wes Anderson directed this movie, it'd be fucking best picture. <laughs> uh, he does go to prison. Uh, the cook is like, his name's Knuckles and everyone's afraid of him. Yeah. And, uh, he makes like uh, like some shit bread, like some shitty sure. sandwich, and Paddington's like, "Oh, it's oatmeal." And he's like, "This is lumpy. Or yeah. We could do better than this, right?" And everyone's like, "Shut your fucking mouth! Don't say anything. He'll kill you." Yeah. And he pro- he approaches the, the guy Knuckles, and he's like, "Hey, we can make this better." And a guard's like, uh, "Send send the send the ambulance. Send the yeah. ambulance, please." Uh, and then he accidentally squirts like mustard and mayonnaise on him, or yeah. mustard and ketchup on him, and like smears it on his thing, and everyone thinks he's gonna get killed, and then. Uh, Oh yeah, he like his hat comes off and he has a marmalade sandwich in his hat and it somehow like flies into Knuckles' mouth. <laughs> Classic. And Knuckles is like, "What is this? This, this is, is incredible." <laughs> yeah, so then they start making marmalade sandwiches and all the all the uh, other uh, prisoners like love it. Yeah, and they all love him, and the family's like coming to visit him, <clears throat> and they the the mom I think it's the mom that figures out that Hugh Grant is suspicious. Oh okay, and so she wants to like sneak in, break into the house with him. Uh, oh wow. The dad is like an insurance guy or something. Yeah. And Hugh Grant's like one of his big clients, so they kind of use that as like a guy's. To like, sure. Even though he's very suspicious of why they're why he caught them in their in his house. Right. Um, oh, they, he's like, oh, we were inspecting. Yeah, he's Got like, just it. making sure your house is safe. And yeah. Like, why is your wife hiding behind the curtain? <laughs> she's like, oh, just making sure the windows are clean. You know, like very obvious. Yeah. I'm not getting away with shit, but he doesn't like press it. Um, Paddington does get broken out of prison. Uh, do people come with him? People come with him. There's like Knuckles and like two or three other guys come with him. Uh, they escape by hot air balloon. Oh, that's cute. Um, yeah, it's, it's really another beautiful scene from it is them like flying and like the prisoners seeing like the colors from the window. Yeah. They're all like, oh, Paddington's doing it. He's really getting out of here now. 
Uh, Did they all like sew their sheets together to make the? Uh, something like that happened. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know how they got. I forget how they make it a hot air hot air balloon. Uh, but it's beautiful. Yeah. Um, and then Paddington gets separated from the guys, and the prisoners are like, "All right, well, fuck Paddington. Let's just get out of here." And they okay. just like bail on him. Oh. Uh, and so Paddington and the family are trying to figure out where Hugh Grant has gone. Uh, they're chasing him around. The the fight happens on a train. Okay. Or on two trains, simultaneous, next oh. to each other. Oh. Um, the treasure is, or, or the clues are a sequence of piano notes. Notes, yeah. yeah. So he plays it. Fuck, and I'm sorry, I hope... Uh, I don't remember. I don't think anybody gets the treasure. I think they oh, okay. they just get the book. All they want is the book. Yeah. And they get the book, and then they find the. Uh, it ends with. Um, hold on, give me one second. Yeah, go I'm ahead. Make sure nobody. Dies or something. Yeah. Uh, I doubt anyone. Yeah, I don't think anyone. Yeah, it's a kids movie. Yeah, so I don't think there's any <laughs> any treasure, but <clears throat> he becomes he gets declared innocent. They catch Hugh Grant. He gets arrested, and then the the final scene is. Uh, his aunt coming into the house, uh, he gives her the pop-up book. Uh, I don't remember the exact line, but it's something just like, happy birthday, Linda, I love you. Yeah. Uh, it's just like very cute. Uh, and then it goes to the credits. And then during the credits, there's a, a scene of um, the three convicts that uh, escaped Escape. with him. Yeah. They get pardoned. And then uh, Hugh Grant gets sentenced to like 10 years. And then he's putting on like his one man play in prison. Yeah. So like it's, he doesn't even really lose. Like, sure. He's just like, you're in kind of a safer place because you're a fucking crazy person. Right. Actually, it's not, I don't think that crazy people should be put in prison. That's no, not good. what I'm saying. <laughs> but, uh, but like, yeah, it's like he's in a place where he's protected and protected from people. Sure. But he still has like an audience and like people are like, fuck it, I got nothing to lose. Yeah, Let's I'll watch. your one man show. Okay. And they probably give him notes and shit. I bet he probably, I bet by the time he gets out of 10 years in prison, he's got a great one man show and I think he's at a dog food commercial. I love the idea that random prisoners are like that's great um i think if you put the intonation earlier <laughs> like you're supposed to be mad i don't fucking buy it all yeah. right um i love the idea that people escape from prison and it's like well you got out you're pardoned yeah it's the old alcatraz it's easy rule. as that you know you could do it all right we'll freedom. see ya that's crazy um yeah and by all accounts that the main guy the cook knuckles like mm-hmm. he's definitely murdered a bunch of people sure uh, like he's a very bad guy yeah but, like as soon as he meets paddington he's just like heart of gold yeah let's break you out of prison <laughs> uh and paddington even doesn't even really want to break out of prison uh he's kind of just like no nah, it's not and they're like come on let's fucking get out of here and they like talk him into it that's weird it's kind of weird uh, I feel like everyone wants to get out of prison. Also, and I've seen this movie like five or six times, <laughs> and I've never been sober by the end of it. So yeah, because uh, I'm, I'm drinking every time I sure. watch it. Sure. So you got to uh, kind of guess. Yeah, but it's fun because I get to see it over and over again. It's yeah. Like, I get that joy of seeing it the first time, and I'm like, oh, it ends good again. I forget it. I remember it ends good. Oh, I like this. Uh, but yeah, I, I did watch it as sober as I could a few days ago to tell it to as me. Much. Yeah. Um, Who's that guy with the hair in his hand? Okay, so he was, one of Paddington's earlier jobs was in a barber shop, and he was just cleaning. And oh. that guy comes in, and he's like, all right, give me off the top. And he's like, oh, I just clean up here. And he's like, yeah, just clean up the back. Just come on, come on. <laughs> and he's like very insistent that Paddington cuts his hair immediately because he's in a rush. And there's a pretty funny scene of Paddington holding electric clippers, and it like, <laughs> shaking, oh. and it like moves him around. Yeah. And it, and it like gets him wrapped up in a ceiling fan, and... Uh, and he, he's going uncontrollably towards the back of the old man's head. Yeah. And then the cord reaches like its length or whatever. 
uh, and he's like, oh. And then he accidentally hits a button on the chair, and the chair swivels back, and he just, like, shaves his Oh, uh, yeah. And then he tries to glue it back on his head oh. with marmalade. Uh, so the guy's, like, looking at the mirror. He's like, all right, it looks good. And then he grabs it, and he just pulls a handful of, like, marmalade-covered hair. Yeah. He's got, like, a bald spot. It's like... And so that was the judge. That yeah. He's like, I don't care about evidence. The bear goes to the yeah. big house. Oh, if he <laughs> says no, you're guilty. Yeah. Immediately. What weird... London's so weird. Oh, yeah. Their just, politics over there are crazy. Just the, the idea of trying a bear is crazy. <laughs> let alone a child. convicting it. Oh. He didn't have a lawyer, as far as I could <laughs> no. tell. It was, it was a crazy court case. He's like in a small cage yeah. in the court. Which like, I think is... Is that how they do it? They just have like a, a cage in the middle? Look, I've seen Harry Potter a bunch of times, and they have like a full cage where it like goes over the top too. Yeah. So I would believe a half cage. Okay. But that's just me. Yeah. But also, it's freaky. I agree. Yeah. To put someone who's not convicted yet into a cage. Mm-hmm. It's fucked up. Um, I'm sure they do other stuff, right? Rock and roll. I don't know. I mean, it's also... Hot air balloons are slow and big. Yeah, but they get away. They got away. Yeah. They, they're security shit. Um, but their convictions are to the roof. They should put more priority on keeping... People in prison. I was going to say, that's probably why they, that's why they convict so many people because like half of these people are going to escape anyway. Yeah, there's always a vacancy <laughs> at the prison. <laughs> that's so scary. Um, but, I mean, that, that's one way to do business, I guess. Okay. I'm excited to show you the Pirates of the Caribbean movie yeah. I picked. We're going to take a brief break in case we need water or anything, and then we will come back after this. Okay, we're back. Hello. So you're going to answer a bunch of questions about Pirates of the Caribbean okay. at World's End, okay? just to be specific. And while you're doing that, I'm going to pull up a poster of it. Okay. Um, title of the movie, Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End. What do I know about this movie going into it? Uh, not a lot. I know that Johnny Depp is the main guy. Um, is this the, is this the one that has the guy with the octopus mouth? Um, I assume... Uh, Orlando Bloom is in it and then this lady is my Nicole Kidman uh, I don't know if it's is it Kate Beckinsale is it uh, Kira Knightley is it uh, <laughs> a third actress it's um, Kira Knightley it but Kira that's Knightley. interesting who you put together in the group yeah just women with black hair. Mm-hmm. Uh, and strong chins. Strong chins, yeah. I would have to see them side by side to tell the difference. Yeah. Uh, I think I can visualize the difference in my head now that I say it out loud. But um, yeah, so I guess, the yeah, I assume the bad guy is the guy with the, the octopus mouth. I don't even know if that makes sense. But uh, do you know what I'm talking about? I know you're talking okay. about. Okay. Is that, is that Jeffrey Rush? No, Jeffrey Rush is a different guy. In the okay. Movie. He is in it, but he's a different guy. All right, so it's not Jeff. So Jeff Jeff Rush is a bad guy, I assume. I don't know. Um, depends, I don't. I don't. I know. Depends on your morality, I guess. Okay. Yeah, he's not a nice guy. <laughs> okay. Um, so famous lines or scenes that come from this movie? God, uh, I imagine Johnny Depp does something drunk. Sure. Um, he probably gets imprisoned and has to be broken out. Okay. Uh. The, I saw the first Pirates of the Caribbean a long time ago and just didn't, I was like, that's fine, but like I didn't, I had no interest in seeing the rest of them. Um, 
So I don't I don't really have any idea of what plot wise happens. Yeah, um, at World's End, is this like a the beginning of the flat moon flat Earth theories? Oh, interesting. Uh, do they sail off the edge of the ocean and fall through space? I doubt it. I think that'd be funny. Um, people who I think are in the movie: Keira Knightley, Johnny Depp, Orlando Bloom, Jeffrey Rush. I I can't believe I know four. I'm uh, impressed. Yeah, that's crazy. Genre of the movie. It's like a family action. Is okay. it? Are they still? Are they family movies? They seem like they're supposed to be family movies, but also it's like the main dude's just a drunk running around, right? And like there's thieving and shit. I guess if you send a bear to prison, I was gonna say have, your yeah. your movie <laughs> yeah. went to prison. That's true. Um, why haven't I seen this movie? I just don't really care. Uh, That's fair. Yeah, I. <laughs> I'm sure they're fine. It just it seems like they're not made for me. Um, I don't think I'm the target audience. Uh, and I think they missed the mark for me on purpose. <laughs> sure. Uh, they weren't trying to get my they money. They want someone else. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm sure they're fine. I don't, I can't believe that there's, what, like seven of them, six or seven of them. Like They have like a theme park ride. That's fine. Uh, They've had that theme park ride, though, since before these movies really? came out. Yeah. And I don't know what that ride, is that ride that takes place on a boat? It's at Disney World, mm. and you're on a boat, and you're just kind of um, boating around, and you go, you're in water, and you're boating around, and you go past like um, a pirate ship that shoots cannons, and you go past like a, a port where like there are like people drinking and yeah, ale partying. and stuff. But it's kind of like a, it's a little bit faster than it's a small world, but it's yeah. the same vibe. You're just boating through some. It's a pirate world. Yeah, but That's it's not cool. like a ride. There's not yeah. like drops or anything. Well, it sounds like part for the course of the movies yeah it's, it's fine <laughs> yeah um i think that's all the questions i think uh, so too okay additional thoughts um i'm sure that if i watched this movie i wouldn't be like oh fucking end already like i'm sure i would be like oh, okay cool like it's yeah. fine um yeah i don't expect it to be any like groundbreaking or uh like m night Shyamalan twists that are like holy shit this movie just blew my mind right uh, right but I'm sure it's fun. Uh, yeah, I just haven't, especially once you get to like the fourth movie. It's like the Bond movies. Like I, yeah. at one point, I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna go back and I'm gonna watch all the Bond movies." And then I saw, I was like, "I'm not watching fucking thirty Bond movies." Like, sure. I'm out of here. Uh, I'm sure they're great. Uh, it is a lot of the I. For, first of all, I have seen every Bond movie, mm-hmm. but it is a lot of the same. Yeah. It's just like there's a new bad guy, but James Bond is gonna do the same things yeah. which the... works for me sure i know what's gonna happen and i want to see it yeah but yeah it's it's the same thing over and over yeah and i can there's only i don't know and i don't i don't have nothing against johnny depp uh he's been in a bunch of movies that i liked uh i don't i'm sure kira knightley's been in some other things that's the only thing i can really think of her in but i'm sure she's been in other movies i've seen that i've been like oh, all right she's cool when she in like love actually or one of those movies she is in love actually but mostly she's in movies that like take place in the 1800s yeah she's like, like a that's mostly actress. her yeah. yeah um orlando bloom is fine he's around uh yeah he's he's in stuff. stuff yeah he's got the he's the elf in lord of the rings right yeah legolas uh, yeah he's fine i don't have any problem is he i think i just saw this today is he getting married to katie perry are they... Oh, I don't know. I think they're getting Interesting. married. Interesting. I just saw some weird article about, is she on The Voice or one of those America's Got Talent or something? I just saw a thing where, on an interview with Jimmy Kimmel, she told two dudes that they're not invited to her wedding oh, wow. on national television. <laughs> uh, I believe it was to Orlando Bloom. None of that's important. No. Uh, but, you know. Unless Hollywood. it factors into things. the movie. Yeah, if Katy Perry's in this. Maybe that's how they met. They met at World's End. On the End. set. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, okay, do you want to see the picture? Yeah, yeah, let's see. Okay, see, that's all the people. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know this guy. I don't know this guy in the end. Uh, Chow Young Fat. Oh, Chow Young Fat. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so, there's, so they're introducing an Asian element to it. Sure. Uh, I feel like that's a thin line that they're walking on. Yes. Um, I agree. But uh, yeah, it's just it's like men in armor carrying drums of oil in a boat. Yeah, pirate stuff. Yeah. They did like this guy's is he pointing his sword to the sky, I guess. Also it feels weird this is a Disney movie. Yeah. It's an interesting franchise for Disney to have. Though now Disney I feel like is branching out. They own Star for Wars sure, and yeah, stuff. But yeah. like at this time I do feel like it was a weird like Disney's like going a new direction. It's like branching out more. What what happened that made Johnny Depp so big before this movie? Was there something that like I mean he was already like you know Edward Scissorhands and shit it was like Benny and June. Like, but didn't didn't was there some big movie that made him like we gotta get this guy? He's the biggest star in the fucking world. No, uh, I think it's because he wasn't the biggest star in the fucking world. So this, I think they were so able to get him. him. Yeah, because then he was in. Um, like the Lone Ranger or something as essentially yeah. the same character yeah. as this. And I think, I think people saw him in as this and were like, this is Johnny Depp in his element. Yeah. Like this is who he is. Um, Cause he dresses like that offset. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. At this point, And he's like the weird, like wavy hands. And he just like, I feel like he so embodies this character that people, I do think there are people that think Johnny Depp is like that in real life. And I've never met him in real life, so no. maybe he is. He could be, yeah. I do have a weird thing on Twitter. This is kind of a side rant. Uh, on Twitter, when I go to like search, uh, and it shows like the top 10 trending hashtags or whatever, and then at the, after that, I'm also, I don't, I don't tweet a lot, so I'm not... You're just familiar, looking. Like, yeah, just looking yeah. at like news and shit. Um, but there's like a section afterwards where it's like from other comedians and it'll show me like tweets from other comedians. Yeah. But for the past like two or three months, it's just been, it just says Johnny Depp. And then it's like a bunch of tweets about like Amber Heard's a fucking idiot. Whoa. We gotta, we gotta save Johnny Depp. Like Twitter's like trying real hard to sell me on the Johnny Depp's not a domestic abuser. Uh, and I don't know what happened with him and Amber Heard. Uh, I, I have no clue. What? Uh, but yeah, it's like, let me see if I can. I don't know anything about this. Yeah, apparently him and him and Amber Heard are having yeah they were married for a while and they're getting divorced now. Uh, she claims that like he hit her and like threw wine at her and stuff. Oh, now it says UFC. God damn it. Oh, for so long it's been Johnny Depp. Um, but anyway, yeah. So I guess there's some kind of dispute about whether or not uh, he abused her. Yeah. Um, I think he's countering with she was also. I think they just had a kind of violent relationship and they. That's We're like not the great Rihanna to each Chris other. Brown situation yeah. where he was like, well, she hit me too. And it's like, all right, neither of you should hit you. Yeah, nobody You're should both be hitting. in trouble. It uh, doesn't cancel each other out. It doesn't. Uh, I mean, yeah, you should. It's weird to be like, it's worse for a man to hit a woman. You know what I mean? But like it kind of is. I mean, power wise. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like strength of the hit, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah if a dude punches a woman, that's like all bad. Uh not that it's okay for a lady to hit a dude, but... Um, but if she causes damage, yes. Yeah, she could, You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like I'm, I'm sure 100%. women can fuck a dude up. Um, don't hit people. Don't hit don't. anybody. We're looking at you, Ronda Rousey. Ronda Rousey hits a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And she and seems she like she would fight hurt out of the cage. someone, I believe, Yeah, too. for sure. Yeah. There's a lot of, like, really tough women that do those fights. There's some fucking, like, 
they would beat up it's terrifying to me yeah yeah i'm like i could run into anyone on the street that could beat me up oh yeah me too uh yeah people are frightening yeah makes me scared all the time (laughs) okay we're gonna watch six minutes of this movie hopefully we calm down a little and get a less scared yeah and then um we'll come back and we'll see if brian can recap these six minutes i'm not very there's a lot of stuff that happens all right (laughs) okay we're gonna do it right now okay we're gonna see if you can explain what you just saw first i will do my best yeah i told Um, you (laughs) yeah okay so uh who is actually in the movie? Yeah, Johnny Depp, Keira Knightley, Orlando Bloom, Jeffrey Rush. Uh, dude from the British office, who I always enjoy seeing. Um, mm-hmm. He's always good. Uh, I don't remember his name. I feel like it's Mackenzie something. Oh, that sounds right. Um, I don't remember it. Uh, yeah, and I think those like British soldiers, I feel like I'd seen them in the first one. I think they're always around. Uh, yeah. The main protagonist... I would guess is Johnny Depp, but it seems like he's missing or he's been captured or he's dead or okay. something. They said they're going to the land of the dead. Uh, yeah, so I guess I should go back and recap what we saw. It starts yeah, with yeah. Uh, people on a boat and they're all freezing and they have like ice in their beards. One guy breaks off part of his own toe. Jeffrey uh, Rush seems to be the captain of the ship. Uh, Orlando Bloom is fidgeting with some weird puzzle that seems very easy to fix to solve yes. uh like just got words cut in half and you just gotta line up the words that's so easy and then you've got it and uh it seems like you could do that in, in a better temperature environment sure um i guess you have to go through that to get to the, the land of the dead or whatever uh, jeffrey rush assures him that getting there is not the hard part it's getting back it's getting back uh so they haven't even gotten to the hard part of their voyage <clears throat> uh and then it cuts to um yeah, the guy, the octopus head man, uh, playing piano with his tentacles, which immediately I was, like, very put off by. But then after I thought about it for a second, I was like, fuck yeah, play piano with those tentacles. Like, you could probably, like, if he was playing, like, some uh, Little Richard shit, it would probably, like, a, jam. Yeah. To be clear, his, just so everyone can picture this, he's got hands. Well, he's got one hand and he's got a lobster claw on the other hand. Okay. And then his <laughs> beard is all tentacles. And they are, like, um, prehensile. Okay. So he can play with his tentacles. Did yeah. you know that or am I telling you? No, I, I I mean I saw him playing, but I didn't I don't know what that guy is or what his Yeah, deal he's is. a lot of stuff together. And then it, it later shows him he's the captain of a ship with a bunch of other like uh humanized fish who are for some reason have decided that swimming in the ocean's no longer suitable but they want to sure. sail on it. Which okay. I find very weird. Like I don't know why a hammerhead shark would be like, I'm gonna get a job on a boat. <laughs> Like, either stay in the ocean or go to the land. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, what are you doing? Um, so then there, uh, he's crying and the, the, while he's playing the piano, and then that makes him furious. Like, sure. like he can't believe that somebody has made him sad enough to cry, uh, which I no get. makes me bleed my own blood. That's exactly what I thought <laughs> when I saw it. Uh, but I, you know, I part Sicilian. I get sure. sadness turning to anger. Um, sure. And then it's him on a, on a boat Oh, there's some British sailors, and there's a boat that's been destroyed. Yeah. Uh, it's hard to tell if it's their boat or an enemy boat. I think it's their boat. Okay. Uh, and then he has, says something about a treasure chest. And then it shows the guy playing the piano, and then it goes from him cry rage to the British officers telling him uh, that he should learn to captain 
better or like do what he's told better. Sure. She thought he would learn that when he made him kill his pet, which I assume that's what the locket that he was crying over was. He had some, well, I don't know what fish pets are, a starfish? Sure. <laughs> Something. Uh, Something The guy cute. made him kill it. Yeah. Um, and then he's got like his ragtag ocean animal sea crew uh, and he doesn't want the the chest on his boat for some reason. He's, yeah. He's not, he doesn't want that and the British guy's like too fucking bad. Uh, and then it cuts to Kira Knightley and, and Orlando Bloom on a boat, right? Is Orlando Bloom on the boat? Yeah, uh-huh. Uh, and they're no longer frozen. I don't think Kira Knightley was in the frozen boat scene, but I assume she was there and it's the same boat. It's the same boat, yeah. But it's I now agree. night and they're like sailing through space, uh, even <laughs> though it's on the ocean. Yeah. Um, and Kira Knightley is very sad, it looks like, and Orlando Bloom asks her, how long are we going to not talk? And she's like, until we rescue Jack. Uh, so I... Assume that they are sailing to the land of the dead to rescue Jack, who's either been captured or has been killed. Okay. I don't know why you would capture someone and take him to the land of the dead. So I'm going to assume he was murdered or he was killed or he died somehow. There isn't some accident. And they're sailing and they're going to try to bring his dead body. Oh, there's also some mention of a green flash in the sky. And somebody said right. that happens when a soul returns to the earth. So I think they're, yeah, Jack, is, Jack Sparrow is dead. They're going to get him. I don't know who the fucking octopus guy or what their deal is, but I assume that they're going to somehow combine forces with, through a common enemy, which is the British. Okay, great. Uh, and because the British guy seemed like an asshole. Uh, people in power should be nice. Otherwise, you know, when people revolt against them, I don't feel bad. Right. Uh, so I think uh, ocean animal sailors and the Jack Sparrows are going to unite, fight the British. Uh Maybe it's going to be such an epic fight that that's the world's end. Is that oh, they're, the that fight. they're it's like we got to get rid of these Brits once and for all? Yeah, they've had it too good for too long. Uh, Kira Knightley and Jack Sparrow are they like a couple? Like they're they're. I mean, I don't know what Orlando Bloom's doing there. <laughs> uh, I kind of feel like he would probably be a better partner than a drunk dead pirate. Uh, but I don't know. Sure, but to each their own. Yeah, yeah, for sure. No, I mean, I yeah, I've I've definitely. Uh, dead in the dumps before. Sure. I get it. Uh, yeah, I assume. I don't know. I feel like the octopus guy would be a bad guy, but to show him cry is a weird move. Yeah. They usually don't want to like sympathize with the bad guy that hard or make him vulnerable. Really. Yeah, he's just got to be a bad guy. So I think yeah. he's he's maybe just like a gruff. I live by pirate rules. Sometimes you got to kill people. Uh, he's like the Knuckles from Paddington Two. Of this. Yeah. Like he's like sure he's done some bad shit, but at the end of the day, he can be a, he can do good. He can yeah, do what's he's a good right. Guy. Uh, yeah. And so yeah, I think it's just bring back Jack Sparrow from the dead, link up with Octopus Face, fucking destroy those Brits. Yeah. At world's end. <laughs> and that somewhere the first question, is right? the world's end. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, so the main antagonist, I think. It probably starts out as it's the octopus guy, but then sure. he becomes a good guy, and the, the main antagonist is just the British people. <laughs> Not people, British soldiers. Yeah. Uh, what's happening to the protagonist before this scene? Uh, I guess we didn't see Johnny Depp at all in this yet. Yeah. So I assume maybe the movie opens with whatever happens to him, unless it happens to him at the end of the last movie. But yeah. that seems weird to have him die or be captured or whatever the last movie and then have like a cliffhanger. I don't know that they... I kind of feel like at this t- at this point they didn't realize they were gonna be go like six deep. It was just like, oh shit, this movie's real big. We need sure. to make another one fast. 
So I don't think they would kill him with the second one. So I assume it opens with something happening to him. Uh, he's drunk and falls off a boat and gets pulled down by a sea monster or something. Sure. Um, and then what, what I think happened to the antagonist before this. Uh, so I'm going to assume again that the octopus guy is the perceived antagonist. Uh, and the British guy makes him kill his pet for just to establish his dominance. Yeah. Um, and his power over him, I'm really curious about what his pet would be. It's got to be some kind of a water animal, right? Like, uh, like I'm picturing. Have you, did you watch BoJack Horseman? Sometimes. Have you seen the episode where he goes underwater? No. And like, no. This, like a starfish dude gives birth, and there's like all these like little orange like starfish babies. Weird. Uh, and like that's what I picture his pet is. It's like a small little starfish baby <laughs> that he has to like kill. Yeah. Like with his bare hand or something. Oh. You know what I mean? Like brutal. Yeah. It's got to be. That's how you. That's how you that's control how you get people. Control. Yeah. Uh, Oh, that's sad. What will happen to the protagonist and antagonist in the future? Yeah, I think they're going to link up and they're going to... But I feel like they're not... They, the Brits are always going to be the bad guy in all these upcoming sequels. Uh, uh, yeah, any pirate movie, I think, generally, like, the established authority is the bad guy. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I'm fine with that. I'm fine with them <laughs> being the enemies. I'm not a big fan of authority myself. Uh, a scene that probably happens in this movie... Um, yeah, besides the, like, drunk falling off the boat... Uh, I bet they probably rescue him and he looks super dead and then uh, there's like the gasp of breath as he comes back to life but then he's got like that oh I'm back mates he's like coy little (laughs) smile and he shows his gold teeth he's got gold teeth right great Um, probably probably yeah Um, yeah I think the yeah the octopus guy and the the hammerhead shark guy uh, they're tough guys but they're they're not bad guys um I already said all this. I'm repeating myself. That's all right. Uh, a scene that would be fucking awesome that happens. Uh, fucking the guy who made him kill his pet. I'd like to see him get like beheaded or something. That'd be fun. Uh, yeah. I wouldn't mind that. Yeah, killing. Just saying. Not, not even making someone kill their pet, but telling someone, "I thought you would have learned when I made you kill your pet," is a fucking awful statement. Yeah. And I immediately was just like, "Okay, I hope this guy uh, like gets drowned in a toilet." That would be great. Like, yeah, somebody just like held his head in the toilet. Yeah. I don't know that they had toilets in this time. Just the, the bucket. Sure. Just hold his head in the Fair. bucket of pirate shit. Yeah. I bet, yeah, I bet that, well, today we just shit off the side of the ocean, right? No idea. I bet. I mean, like, in, I bet they just, there's like a hole that they just like shit into the water. They're yeah, not, there's a lot of it with them. pirate things I don't understand. Yeah. Like, they have a galley, which is like the kitchen, but mm. like, what are, who's cooking? And what yeah. are they cooking? Yeah. Fish. They probably, they probably stop at like ports and like bring on a bunch of sugar and shit. But like, yeah, I don't, I wouldn't trust. Just assumed it was all like rum and like beef jerky. Yeah, probably. And like yeah, some like salted limes, meats. So they don't get scurvy. Yeah. But like nothing to cook. No, yeah. That's my guess. Birds. You probably shoot a lot of birds. I listened to a podcast a couple weeks ago about this like boat trip that uh, Darwin was on. And it was like a fucking nightmare. Darwin was apparently an idiot. But anyway. Uh, <laughs> Survival wise, I think. Yeah. Probably uh, Evolution-wise, he was a genius. But yeah, they talked about how they would just like just shoot birds and just fucking eat birds all the time. Um, which I mean, I guess it works, but yeah, it seems like not a great, not a great diet. Seagulls would be the most tasty, probably. Uh, and it'd be satisfying because then you would know that you wouldn't hear that squawk. Um, I'm sure it's not just a little bit of peace. But, uh, what's the moral of the movie? Uh, don't, don't judge books by their covers. Great and. Uh, Fuck the Brits. Yeah. Uh, which I do not agree with. I think Brits are, are lovely people. Uh, but just not any, anybody in, in a uniform is yeah. usually a piece of shit. 
Well, postmen. That's not true. Yeah. I like postmen. Postmen are good. Yeah. yeah. Firemen are nice. I like firemen. Sure. I feel like, but, but, but like 70% of firemen are just like convicts, right? Is that a thing? Yeah, I think con- like a lot of convicts. That's like a rehab like, yeah, thing. Is yeah, like, they, well, I'll go to be a yeah, fireman. I think yeah, I think it's like a, a you're. I don't even think it's like a rehab thing. I think it's like you're a prisoner. You're we're sending you to fight these fires, and yeah. then you come back. I could be very wrong about. No, that. No, wait. I know about that. Like yeah. while they're actively in prison. Yeah. Yeah. And they get like time shaved off, and I like I think that's cool. Like that's great. I'm uh, not like we should make prison prisoners laborers. Uh, sure. But I think it's cool to be like. We fucking need help. You are trying to look better. Sure. Like, let's one hand wash the other. Like help yeah. us put out these fires and we'll shave some years off. Prove uh, your good behavior. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I wonder if they then get ex- inspired to become firefighters. firefighters. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, yeah, there's got to be, there's got to be some feeling of like heroicism. Yeah. Uh, and like knowing that like you s- saved lives, like that's got to be a good feeling. And I yeah. would imagine that'd probably be good for somebody who... I mean, there's plenty of reasons why a good person can become a criminal and end up in jail. Uh, and then just wallow in their yeah. misery in jail. So yeah. yeah, having good thoughts were probably helpful. For sure. Um, what's the last line of the movie? Uh, I mean, it's got to go to Depp, right? And he's going to be like, uh, oh, boost that up there. Or something like looking up ahead of the boat. Like, I wouldn't sit down just yet. There's more adventures ahead. I don't. Uh, which is the same thing. Yeah, so same Paddington. Thing. <laughs> same as Paddington. Um, I don't ever keep track of the last line of the movie, but when I watched, I watched it mostly last night and then fell asleep. And then this morning I watched the rest of it because it is two hours and 50 minutes long. Jesus. That's so long. But I took particular note of the last line of this movie so I could tell you what it is because okay. I think you'll like it. Okay. Um, and then with the last question was... Uh, the genre, which you already said. Yeah. Actually, action family. family. Is it family? Like, are they, do they expect children to sit through two hours and 50 minutes of... People running around? They definitely can. Like, it's, it's, there's no swearing. When people die, it's like a very clean, like, a sword goes in them and then they fall over. You know what I mean? And, like, um, the love interests only ever, like, kiss each other. And then, like, it's like a, you can watch it as a family. Yeah. But I agree with you. I think it would be hard for a kid to sit still for that long. Yeah, very long. Though, I don't know if you noticed, but about, an hour and 30 minutes of this movie, I think if you strung it all together, it would be an hour and 30 minutes, is just, like, people, like, making a weird, concerned face at each other or, like, seeing a ship sailing somewhere. Yeah. yeah. Or um, there's a fight at the end that's really long. And it's, like, fun, but, like, definitely during the fight, you could be like, I'm going to run to the bathroom. Yeah, yeah. Or, like, pop a pizza in. You can definitely miss part of it. Yeah. And, and still know what's going on. So I think it, a kid could watch it because they could leave and come back and still know exactly what's happening so i, I wonder uh that you picked the 24th minute kind of arbitrarily right yeah. but then it turned out that that was like an actually really good part i think so yeah does that affect like if paddington is an hour and 20 minutes mm-hmm. and this is two hours and 50 minutes i would imagine that that would significantly move i think it depends on the genre because i think i haven't seen the irishman but mm-hmm. the irishman i think the 24th minute wouldn't be be as important way too early, but in this or in like, um, any action movie, there's the last fight scene is so long that the 24th minute is basically in the the same same, plot. That makes sense. Plot wise. Um, Um, I was concerned about doing like kids movies that are like an hour and a half long because I didn't know, but I think like that court case was a pretty pivotal moment. Yeah. The end of act one and we're about to start act two in the prison. So I think it still works. Yeah. 
but it is. I and then, I yeah, did this pick seems to be like still setting up What's the rest of the movie. Yeah. Um, and honestly, if you'd seen the first two movies, this would have been more significant. Yeah. You would know what's going on much more. You, you want to hear about it? Yeah, let's hear it. Okay. So the beginning of this movie is um, a bunch of a bunch of people in a really long line just walking to the gallows, and like six people are getting hung at once. Okay. And there's a guy so just... starts with mass executions. Yes. Okay. A lot of them. And there's a guy reading a scroll that's like, henceforth, these... Um, privileges will be suspended the right to assembly the right to and then they kill six people the right to trial by a lawyer and then they kill six people the right to um whatever i almost said peacefully assemble but it's like some basic rights that are in our constitution are being stripped of them essentially like when you put it all together it's so that when you're when someone goes that dude's a pirate they just get murdered or that dude has helped a pirate they just get murdered so they're killing all these people and then you see this. Oh, so it's a long list of accused pirates, and they're just like executing pirates. Yes. They're yeah. fed up. Right. Okay. And they're just reading out this list of like stuff you can no longer do, so that basically the British authority figures have the right to just, as soon as someone's like, he's a pirate, they yeah. just kill you. You yeah. don't get a trial, you don't get a lawyer, you don't get whatever. You're just murdered. Okay. So this takes place in today's world? <laughs> yeah, for real. Okay. Um, so then they get to a line of six and one of the six is this like eight year old kid and he starts singing this song and everyone joins in and the song is like clearly a pirate song. I don't know the lyrics. I don't think it's like famous in our culture. I I can hear it. Yeah. But it's like about like sailing the seas and whatever. And if you ever need help, just sing the song is like part of the lyrics. Mm. And so they sing it and then it flashes to, um, that asshole guy, British guy that you saw on the ship. And someone is like, sir, they've started singing. And he's like, finally. So that was important for some reason. And then it flashes to um, Kira Knightley. She's in Vietnam, I believe. And she's on like a little ship and she's got the like rice paddy hat sure. like over her head. So she's hiding and she's going around and there's a bunch of British soldiers just walking through the town, like looking like, hey, are you a pirate? And just like yelling at people. And she's like going wherever she's supposed to. And then she gets up to this location and is like about to walk in through this door and some men approach and are like, hey. It's dangerous for a woman to be or she's singing the end of the song it like cuts to her and she's singing the end of the song quietly to herself and they're like it's dangerous for you to be singing that song and she's like oh and they're like especially if you're a woman and she's like oh yeah and he, they're like especially if you're a woman alone and then they like start creeping up on her and then captain barbosa which is jeffrey rush comes around the sure. corner and is like she's not alone and i'm here to protect her and she's like i don't need protecting but they're there for a meeting with those dudes, captains. Mm. So they go through this secret passage, like through this jail area, and they go into this like bathhouse that's underground. There's like steam everywhere. There's like huge fat dudes just like in hot water. There's women around, like geisha looking women with like the makeup, and they're walking through it all. And they find um, Chow Young Fat. He's some captain. And they're like, We want your help, whatever. You're one of the pirate lords, which is not a thing that's been introduced in the Mm. series. So we just find out what pirate lords are. We find out there are nine pirate lords and they all have a piece of eight. So there are nine pieces of eight, which is like an ongoing bit throughout this that people are like nine pieces of eight. And they say it a bunch of times Mm. and they have to convene the pirate lords and like make a decision because the British are cracking down on pirates. So we've got to decide what to do. Like, are we going to fight? Are we going to do this? Whatever. Yeah. And then the pirate lord, like, looks over at this dude who's, like, in the bathhouse, and he looks at the back of, he's, like, naked. He looks at his shoulder, and he's got a tattoo, and it starts, like, 
dripping. Like, it's clearly just, like, inked on him. It's not yeah. a tattoo. It's just, like, someone drew it on him. And it starts, like, run down. So he's, like, it's a trap. And goes to, like, fight Kira Knightley and Barbosa. And um, Orlando Bloom was there as well. They, like, had captured Orlando Bloom. Chow Young Fat's pirates had. So they're, like, about to fight. And then Kira Knightley, get, like, they it was a trap. They mm-hmm. do have swords. And they're about to fight. And then he's, like, grabs the dude with the bad tattoo and is, like, make a move and I'll kill him. And they're both, like, we don't know that guy. Yeah. And he's, like, well, we don't know that guy. And we're, like, then who? And everyone's, like, then who is it? And then the British break in. Mm-hmm. So the British were monitoring them. So you were right. Enemy of my enemy is my friend. Yeah. Those two di- dudes come together. Or, like, their two groups come together, fight the British. Like, a little skirmish. And then they escape into that, like, shitty-looking ship that mm. you saw going through, like, the winter. Yeah. The nightmare. Yeah. Terrible. <sighs> Which they don't ever really explain, like, why they're in that particular spot. Mm. But eventually, after they look at the map and after the scene you saw, it cuts back to them. And Barbosa's like, they're like, where are we going? And he's like, we're trying to find a place no one knows how to find. So you have to be lost in order to find a place mm. no one knows how to find. So they've just been, like going like some crazy direction so they can get lost then they get to this like crazy waterfall which i believe is the world's end but it's very early on in the movie so i don't really know how it is but they get to this like crazy looking waterfall and they're like we're going over the edge and everyone's like what and everyone starts freaking out and the boat goes over the edge and then it that scene cuts then we see johnny depp so this is like 40 minutes into the movie we finally see johnny Depp, which is way too long for sure so we see Johnny Depp and he's in this like, he's on a ship with like 15 of himself. So it's like him just talking to himself for like a six minute scene. Weird. Which is like, but it like, <laughs> this is Johnny Depp now. Like Johnny yeah. Depp is Jack Sparrow and this like super feeds, like anyone that's like a huge Jack Sparrow yeah. fan would be like, this is what I wanted. Like six of him. So is it like in his head or is there? Yeah. Okay. It's in his head, and he's walking around and yelling at people, and he's, like, just making his weird Johnny Depp faces. So the parallels between this and Paddington 2 are actually kind of striking. It's Like, that's that's weird. essentially Hugh Grant walking around. Talking to the, himself talking a bunch of times. <laughs> yeah. Weird. And All he's, right. like, commanding people, and then he jumps off the ship. He, like, makes some big speech, and he's like, and if you can't do, like, if I can't captain the ship well, then I should leave. And he jumps off the ship, and he's just on a white sand beach with no water around. So his ship is, like beached on this white sand and he's there and then he like does some other weird stuff he tries to like pull the ship he shows a bunch of stuff but eventually he like picks up this rock and then he throws it and then the rock like turns into a crab it's like this weird white crab that i guess like when it folds itself up becomes a perfect circle somehow then he turns in this white crab and then the white crab goes to this area and like calls all these other crabs by like pinching its pincers Mm. and it's like millions of crabs and they all come and, like, somehow lift the ship up and, like, you know, they're all, like, it's, like, floods of crabs yeah. that are just, like, walking and they walk the ship to the edge of edge of this beach and it, like, goes down this little hill and it starts going into the water and on the beach are Orlando Bloom and Kira Knightley and blah, blah, blah. So what's happening is the end of the second movie, Johnny Depp owed a bunch of money to Davy Jones mm-hmm. of Davy Jones's locker sure. and was, like, you've got to repay this debt and so Kira Knightley, to get Johnny Depp out of the debt, that's hard to say, mm. kills Johnny Depp. And okay. then Johnny Depp gets trapped in Davy Jones' locker. So not everyone that dies at sea goes to Davy Jones' locker. Some of them go 
move on. Sure. Davy Jones's job is to like ferry people to the other world. But if you owe him something when you die, you go to Davy Jones's locker and sure. it's like this purgatory. Yeah. Yeah. But like a hell purgatory yeah. where you're like going crazy. So they go to rescue him from Davy Jones. How does locker. she kill him? Like with a, she, oh, she grabs him and pulls him in to kiss him. And he's like, what's going on here? Cause she, he's always kind of liked her, but her heart is with Orlando Bloom. Okay. But yeah. he's like, oh, is this happening? And then she shoots him in the chest. And it's one of those moments of it's like, who got shot? Yeah. You know, yeah. one of those. And then he dies and like falls over something, you know, like falls into the water or whatever. And yeah. then gets thrown into Davy Jones locker because Davy Jones was there. Davy Jones is the octopus face man. Okay. So he's like the God of the sea essentially. Yeah. And all of his crewmates are people like when you die at sea, you can get buried to the other side or you can, if you're a good person, you can choose to become a part of the crew. Yeah. Um, so so that, those people are why, crew members. Okay. That were people. That makes a lot more sense. Yeah. But they spend like hundreds weird. of years. 100% it's weird. They spend like hundreds of years and so they become like sharks or whatever. Yeah. Like a, one guy's an eel, which is creepy looking and terrifying. Um, his like head is an eel and like gets really long sometimes. That's it's very weird. Scary. Yeah. Um, so they rescue him from Davy Jones locker. They figure out like the secret of that puzzle, the like tourney puzzle thing. Yeah. And they have to like, it's this whole, they have to like flip the ship upside down right as the green flash goes. And then like what is upside down becomes right side up and all the water like falls and then they're out in the real world. You know, it's like yeah. shit like that is happening. It's yeah. all like mythical. So they're like, um okay we've got to get they had to get rescued johnny depp because johnny depp is one of the pirate lords and he has one of the pieces of eight okay and they need all the pieces of eight together because jeffrey rush's big plan is he's going to release the goddess calypso that they're that is bound by these pieces of eight so they need all the pieces of eight together and they need to burn them and then calypso will be released okay then she will smash the brits Uh, that's what their hope is yeah is like we're going to use her to whatever but the pirate lords are the people that originally bound her into this body. Yeah. So they're like, maybe she'll hate us or maybe she'll smash the bridge. We don't know. Yeah. And Calypso is in love with Davy Jones. And she um, sort of betrayed Davy Jones. She was, is Calypso he, portrayed by a person? Yes. Um, in the second movie, her character is named Tia Dalma. And she's this sort of like Caribbean um, dreadlocked woman who's like, like rolls dice and tells you your fortune just like that sort of lady and they use her in the second movie to do whatever weird adventure that's like sort of mythical and then in the third movie she's around and halfway through you find out she's calypso okay a goddess bound into a body um so the way she tricked davy jones was he was like well i want to be at sea that's where i belong and she was like okay you can be at sea and she like literally ripped his heart out and put it in a chest, which is what you saw. Yeah, I was, yeah, I forgot about that part too. I couldn't tell if that was a heart because it yes. looked very weird. I thought yeah. that might have been like a baby or something. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, yeah. No, yeah, it's a heart. Okay. And so he, she had ripped it out and put it in that chest. And then the thing is, Davy Jones can only be killed if his heart is stabbed. Okay. But the person that stabs the heart has to take their heart out and put it into that box. Okay. And they become the new Davy Jones. Okay. And they're cursed to 10 years at sea, and then you can have one day on shore. And the idea was the one day on shore, Davy Jones would get to spend with his love, Calypso. But the first time it came around, Calypso didn't show. And so Davy Jones betrayed her and told everyone how to bind her into a bondi. Mm. So they, like, love each other and also are mortal enemies. Sure. And when that heart is... A real depth-heard relationship. I know. (laughs) Maybe. Allegedly. Again, I don't know much about it. If that was horribly... (laughs) Horribly <laughs> awful. Uh, I apologize. Uh, I don't know anything about yeah. their relationship. But. So 
we should joke about it. We should, right? We don't <laughs> it's fair facts. game. Yeah. We, we can ignorantly joke. Um, but in the second movie, the whole gambit of the second movie is finding that chest with the heart in it. Yeah. So that Johnny Depp can stab it and become Davy Jones. And that's the way he That's wrong. how he would get back to life? He's not dead yet in the second movie. Sorry. Oh, we're still... Okay, okay, okay. So in the second movie, they find the chest. And then the third movie, the British use the chest against... Because he had... Davy Jones had hidden it really far away. Because when the chest is near him, he starts to feel feelings. Okay. So when he started crying, he's like, the chest must be fucking near I get it. Okay. That's why he got mad. Okay. And then he came up and was like, why would you bring that on board? Because he doesn't want to be as incredibly sad as he is. Yeah. Because his love betrayed him and now he's doomed to roam yeah. the sea for forever and doesn't even get to see her. Yeah, that's shitty. Yeah. So um, most of the movie is them trying to get to this like pirate meeting and um, they sort of... People in all the Pirates of the Caribbean movie, everyone sort of has their own game plan. Mm. And... All the time, someone's like, yeah, I'm going to help you out. And then to someone else, like to their enemy is like, I'm going to trick them into and say I'm going to help them out. And then I'm going to betray them. And you're going to get me this thing. Yeah, Everyone's of, always trying to get their lots stuff. Lots of double crosses. Yeah. And the, the famous ship is called the Black Pearl. It always involves bartering like the Black Pearl or like if I have control of the Black Pearl, blah, blah, blah. So there's a lot of that. There's like Jeffrey Rush has a game plan. Johnny Depp has a game plan. Keira Knightley has a game plan. And then Orlando Bloom has a game plan. And all four of them are like sort of moving these chess pieces constantly with the British. All of them make deals with the British at some point in time. All of them make deals with each other. And you never know sort of who's going to get what they want or if anyone is or whatever. Yeah. And then they have the pirate council and it's like nine pirates. And in some really weird way, Kira Knightley, who was originally just like the rich daughter of a governor who was just going to get married and then live in a mansion and live her life has over the movies, like become a pirate. And then in this movie, she becomes a pirate, a ship captain because the captain dies and like gives her the ship. And then he was a pirate Lord. So then she's a pirate Lord. And so then at this meeting, they're all talking and they're like, well, if we have a pirate, if we can elect a pirate King, they can decide to go to war Mm -hmm. with us. And they're like, well, we can take a vote, but everyone just always votes for themselves. So what's the deal? So they take a vote and there's like the French dude that votes for himself. There's a woman from China who votes for herself. There's a man from Africa who votes for himself. Everyone's just going around voting for themselves. And then it gets to Jack's and Elizabeth Swan votes for herself, Keira Knightley. And then it gets to Jack Sparrow and he goes, I vote for Elizabeth Swan. And everyone's like, what? So then she becomes the pirate king, which is like, she's been a pirate for two months, you know, and she's a pirate king all of a sudden. So she declares war. We're going to go to war. Against the British, because they know the British are coming to, like, this, like, area. Yeah. So they go to war. They release Calypso. Calypso becomes this, like, giant mountain of a person. And then when she... It, she's, like, 60 feet tall. And then all of a sudden, she just bursts into millions of crabs. Okay. So they were the crabs that helped Johnny Depp get sure, out of yeah. whatever. Does that look cool? It looks cool. It's, like, a lot of crabs. It's yeah. kind of creepy. Um, But it looked cool. Um, And then... She becomes a storm somehow and like just makes it like really rainy and makes like a like a funnel in the water. Yeah. And so the two ships, the one that Davy Jones is on and the one that the rest of the crew are on just, like, are just each other. Yeah, yeah. shooting cannons and it's a cool fight scene or whatever. And the fight scene, I'm not joking, is like forty minutes long. Yeah, which crazy. is why I was like, you could leave during it. But like nine things happen during the fight scene. Um this guy gets the chest, then this guy gets the key, then they come together, then they fight, and then one of them gets the chest, and a different guy gets the key, and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. 
And so finally they have, um, Davy Jones is like about to, oh, and will, and during this fight, I'm not joking during the fight, Orlando Bloom and Kira Knightley get married because they're like, we might as well do it now. And we have a ship captain so we can get married the yeah. second. So they get married during the fight and then they go to Davy Jones's <laughs> ship. I know it's, it's That's so crazy. crazy. That's crazy. It's crazy. That's so shoehorned. I know. And they're like, all right, we might as well. And so they get to Davy Jones's boat and, um, Kira Knightley's like trying to protect Orlando Bloom and he's trying to protect her and they're fighting Davy Jones. And then Davy Jones like has like a sword at, Orlando Bloom's neck and Jack Sparrow's like I wouldn't do that and he's got the heart out of the chest and he's got a knife and he's like I'll stab it uh, blah 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 and Jack Sparrow wants to use it as like this bartering chip to like get something that he wants because he's always like playing his own game and then Davy Jones stabs Orlando Bloom in the chest mm. into the heart and they're like he's gonna die and so Jack Sparrow's like well fu-. and they all stare at each other for a while and they're like what do we do what do we do what do we do and so the only thing they can do is stab the heart and then take Orlando Bloom's heart and put it in the chest. Make and him Davy he Jones. becomes the new Davy Jones. Sure. So they kill the old Davy Jones. Orlando Bloom becomes the new captain does of the ship. Does he stay person or does he become like an octopus man? Everyone becomes a person. The whole crew. Okay. And there's like a moment where you're looking at feet walking and like starfish are dropping, like a hammerhead drops off, like bits of like their fish parts yeah. drop out. And then they're just, hu- then when it pans up, they're just humans. And for some reason, they're all like, we'll stay on and crew the ship. Yeah. But, like, I mean, they're 200 years older than anyone they've ever known. So what yeah. other life do they have? Yeah. But they, um, the ship disappears, and they all kind of watch it, and it's nice. And then um, they turn around, and the British are still approaching. They're like, oh, we still have to fight these guys. And then Johnny Depp had worked out this whole deal that, like, if I get rid of Davy Jones, then you let me go free. And the Brits are like, oh, he thinks we're going to honor that deal. Yeah. But we're not. And so they betray because him. authority figures are pieces of shit. I'm telling you. They betray him, but if you are on open sea and someone betrays a pirate, then Davy Jones shows up. So then Davy Jones' okay. ship comes back. Johnny Depp and Davy Jones fight the British people which together. Which is now Orlando Bloom? Which is now Orlando Bloom. Okay. So they get to see him again. They fight the ship together, and um, that asshole guy blows up. Like, he, like, That's becomes cool. fire and explodes. Yeah. Um, so you do get to see him die, which That's I'm cool. excited about. Yeah. And then Orlando Bloom and Kira Knightley get there one day on shore together before he has to go away for 10 years because now he's Davy Jones. And then I think at the end, then the movie ends, and then I think at the end of the credits, you see like 10 years later and they're meeting again and she's got like a son. Oh, shit. Because it's one of those movies where you have sex one time and then you've got a kid. Davy Jones Jr. I know. So now they've got a boy and um, they've got to deal with that in the fourth movie. But I don't think they deal with that. I think Kira Knightley just runs away in the fourth movie and we don't see the kid ever again but it's like very there's so many (laughs) disney you guys he's an orphan in oliver now there's so many illusions like while i was watching it i was like he's not gonna get that he's not gonna get that because everything like complete it's almost like in the second movie they created this problem and then half solved it and then the third movie they have to fully solve it but create a new problem yeah and the fourth movie they'll fully solve it and then create new so it's like you you have to know what's going on yeah in order to figure out what's going on okay it's wild it's fun though like how you said before <laughs> you could put it on and drink and zone out or you yeah. can put it on and like i used to watch this like these movies and i was a teacher and i'd like grade papers sure or like it's a great movie to like have on in the background because like cool stuff's happening or there are cool visuals yeah and you don't always have to pay attention to like enjoy it yeah it's, yeah it's not like a necessarily plot driven 
film. That's cool. There's a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. There's a lot of plot happening, but, but you don't have like to understand it. Yeah, it like a lot of it's just it. kind of like time filler in a way. Yeah. Like it's just like, of course you stab that guy in the back. Like if you, by the time you have like four people stabbing each other in the back, like you never really back had to, the to beginning. establish, yep. yeah, you <laughs> to establish any trust or any deals anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I don't know, two hours and 50 minutes is crazy. It's a long time. Uh, are they all like three hour long? I think they slowly got longer. I think this is the longest one and then they sort of got a little bit shorter. Tapered off. But again, it's like a lot of like Johnny Depp making a face for like an extra two seconds and if you string all those together, that's yeah. like 40 minutes of the movie. Yeah. So um, it's not like, again, I haven't seen The Irishman, but I imagine way more things happen in The Irishman in the three hours. I no? don't know. Okay. <laughs> I don't know about that. Uh, the Irishman. But I, maybe uh, in like Titanic. Titanic's a long that's movie. That's a long movie. And um, a lot of stuff happens. Yeah. Yeah. There aren't a, there aren't a lot of three hour long movies that like, I don't know, Gangs of New York. I feel like Gangs of New York. That's three hours. A lot of stuff happens. And yeah. It's like, it's not a boring three hours. Right. It's also Scorsese, right? Probably. That guy just makes fucking long movies. <laughs> the Irishman, yeah, I could have, I could, it was slow and. I don't think it was worth three hours. Okay. But, uh, I don't know. And then there's also, like, it's cool that they, like, had the aging shit. Yeah. Uh, but there's, like, a scene where Robert De Niro is supposed to be, like, a younger man beating up this, like, grocery store guy because he, like, yelled at his daughter or something. Sure. And he just, he's, like, punching him and kicking him, but he looks so old. Like, it's so evident that it's, like, a 70-year-old man. Yeah. Like, trying to act like he's kicking someone hard. Right. And it's just, like fucking get a stuntman or something for that yeah, you know what yeah. I mean like it's whatever that's a Too side cool. gripe but it's, I, just, I don't think it's really hard to justify a three hour movie in my opinion um, I mean I liked Once Upon a Time in Hollywood sure that was long the first time I saw it I didn't enjoy it yeah uh, and then I watched it again because some friends of mine were going to the Vista which is like the best theater in Los Angeles and it's like seven bucks yeah so I was like fuck it I'll see it again and I fucking loved it the second time because I wasn't like waiting for things to happen sure you knew yeah it's a good movie. It's very gruesome. Yeah. There's definitely a scene that I could listen to but couldn't watch. The end? Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. It's just gruesome. Yeah. It's cool. It's cool ideas, but it doesn't mean I can watch it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I kind of feel like with that movie, if they cut out all of the uh, hippie commune sure. uh, spawn ranch shit, it would have been two hours and 20 minutes and probably a lot better film. In my opinion, I but, liked that stuff, but I agree that for like the main plot that was happening, you didn't need it. Yeah, but I like I like Margaret Qualley, so I liked all the stuff she did. But I agree, you could that could be a separate movie. Yeah, that they do at a different time. Yeah, I think if it was just focused on the Leo character and the Brad Pitt character, uh, I mean, there there was kind of no reason for Margot Robbie to be in that movie. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that was super weird. underused. Uh huh. Didn't really. Didn't really. All she did was like, kind of put people on edge, thinking she's gonna get murdered when she's pregnant. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I felt like. But I think that was for the because you know the real story of Sharon yeah, Tate. Yeah, okay, yeah. so I think like, truly, I think it was for that huge suspense moment of like, is Brad Pitt gonna jump in and like help out? And then it's like, gotcha, they're yeah. getting burgled yeah. or whatever. Anyway, I like <laughs> movies. I, I could be like movies. I don't know. Depending on my mood. Uh, I could be hit or miss. There's a lot of movies that I like that people are like, ah, like The Love Guru. 
Yeah, you like it. I honestly it? think it's a really I funny movie. I haven't seen it. I really think it's funny. A lot of people hate it. Yeah. Um, and it's there's definitely like problematic shit in it. Uh, but I mean, it's there's funny stuff in it. I, I think it depends to the mood you're in when you see it and who you see it with. For sure. Because if you see it with people that and all of you are super into it, it's a lot harder to not like it. Yeah. And if you see it with a bunch of people who are like, the whole time, it's a lot harder to enjoy For sure, it. Yeah. So yeah. I get it. Yeah, I like I like watching movies knowing nothing, like as little about them as possible. I don't like watching trailers. Um, I'll just like, I'll watch a movie based on like who made it or people mm-hmm. that are in it. Um, but yeah, I don't, I like going in with no information. That's then... why I liked the trailer to Parasite so much because it was just enough for me to be like, what is going to happen in this? Like, yeah. I have to know what happens because you weren't given almost anything yeah. by watching it. I need to rewatch that movie too. Yeah. I was watching that thinking like, oh, this is the movie that everyone's saying is the best movie of the year. And I didn't really feel that way at all. Yeah. Uh, but I think it was just, I was watching it with expectations of it being a, a fucking mind blowing movie. Uh, and I think it's probably fair. It's obviously a good movie. Yes. Um, people love it, but yeah, I need to watch it again. <clears throat> I really liked it, but the whole time I thought there was going to be like a mythical mm-hmm. monster or yeah. something like, especially when they're going down in the basement, I was like, this is when it's like a spider thing yeah. comes out and then it wasn't. And then I think I got more freaked out that it wasn't, that it was a real person. Yeah. Ugh. I didn't sleep. The night after I watched that movie. Yeah, it's a, it's a crazy weird. movie. Yeah. Um, I think I'd probably fall asleep during it, World's End. Yeah, probably. I did last night. Yeah. I liked the movie. I fell asleep during it. Um, but I think that's fine. And I think you yeah. can wake up the next morning or three days later and just turn it on the middle and enjoy that part yeah. of it. That's what I like about yeah, it. Yeah, it's especially a three-hour movie. There's not a lot of movies where I can like just devote three Sit hours to thing. paying attention yeah. to shit. Um, but I also I don't have a problem with watching a thing in chunks. That was something that I read about the Irishman is that some guy uh, came up with a thing where like, if you watch it from, you, you watch it in three parts, like yeah. it's a mini series and you watch like the first like 47 minutes and you watch the next like hour and 15 minutes or whatever. And he like titled them and like, yeah. And I guess people got pissed off about that. Cause they're like, don't, if you wanted to make a series, you make a series. But, like, <laughs> I don't know. Consume media however you want. Sure. Dude. I mean, there's so much shit to watch. You can easily never in your life watch a three-hour movie and be fine. Yeah. Uh, but also media's for you. The artist makes it, but then it's for you to consume. Yeah. In your way that you want to consume it. Yeah. Okay. Let's have you plug. Do you have anything you want to plug? Uh, I'm on a sketch team called Tantrum. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do an hour-long show the first Wednesday of every month at the Pack Theater at 9.30 p.m. Uh, the first Saturday of every month, I do a show called Page One, where me and my co-producer, Emma, we write the first four or five lines of a sketch, and then 10 teams have a week to finish it and perform it in the show for a guest judge, and the winner comes back the next month. That's really fun, uh, and anybody who's never done it or that I don't have never heard of, if they submit to it, they automatically get put in the show, so yeah. that's page1tpt at gmail.com. Um, we open up for submissions, but it, email at any time, and... Uh, star you up and yeah. get you in the show it's really fun it's just like a live writing exercise very low stakes everyone yeah. knows you, everyone's gonna get really weird so <laughs> there's no judgment um, and then we have a party afterwards at our house on the street um, the happy sappy adult hour or something the Nikki Urban show just changed yeah, its name it did. Uh, yeah I, I'm writing on that that's, oh, that's cool third Fridays I believe yeah 10.30 uh, 
Yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty much stuff. it. Cool. Um, for me, it's minute 24, M-I-N-U-T-E, 20, T-W-E-N-T-Y, and then the number four on all platforms. And thanks for listening, Brian. Thanks for being my guest. Of course. Thank you for having me. It was I fun. think the audience loved you. I hope so. I love them. <laughs> Good. And uh, goodbye forever. Goodbye.